Hello, this is Anthony Day, and I'm continuing with my business of helping business become sustainable business. I'm continuing with my conference speeches, with my workshops, and with my conversations with important people in the field to find out more and to share it with as many people as possible. I've been talking to Harry Morrison at the Carbon Trust Standard. Harry Morrison is General Manager of Carbon Trust Standard Company. Harry, tell us something about what the Carbon Trust Standard is. The Carbon Trust Standard is a certification scheme, an award if you like, for organisations, public and private sector, that are doing three things. They're measuring their carbon footprint, they're managing their carbon footprint, and most importantly, they're actually reducing their carbon footprint. And so we give the Carbon Trust Standard Award to those organisations that can meet all three criteria. And that's a great endorsement of them, and it says that they are committed to tackling their direct impact on climate change. Okay. Are you aiming at a particular size of company? Is this something for the FTSE 100, or is any organisation able to apply for this standard? The Carbon Trust Standard is very much open to organisations of all sizes. Naturally, some of the bigger companies um, who've been thinking about sustainability in carbon for a while are very keen, and we've had big companies like B&Q, Morrisons, O2, Diageo, who've been through the process. But we've also had, actually, SMEs, and I think that they've demonstrated that the rules are achievable for small companies and that there are many small businesses that are committed to this agenda as well. A great example is a company called Citrica, a little cleaning services firm, for example, um, with a fairly small number of employees, but nonetheless they've, they've taken action and they're committed to the agenda. I think it's also true to say that we've seen a fantastic response to the Carbon Trust Standard from the public sector. About 40% of the organisations who have achieved the standard to data from the public sector, several universities, a uh, number of local authorities as well, police forces and indeed central government. So the aim and aspiration of cutting carbon emissions applies to all and I'm glad to see that, that people from all walks of life have picked up the challenge. If I've interpreted your website correctly, this isn't just a get it and forget it, it's an ongoing commitment, is that right? That's absolutely correct. So to achieve the carbon trust standard, you need to already have this track record of improvement and then there's a recertification process. So organisations need to come back every two years and they need to demonstrate that they've continued to reduce their carbon footprint over that two-year time period and then that repeats into the future. A lot of organisations are concerned now about the carbon reduction commitment, which is uh, in, in force now. How does this fit in with the, the Carbon Trust Standard? OK, so the carbon reduction commitment is the new trading scheme for larger non-energy intensive organisations which has been introduced by the government. It's a carbon trading scheme that comes in in 2010. It'll probably target around 5,000 organisations in the UK from public and private sector and typically we're talking about retailers, professional services, leisure, public sector, those sort of organisations. The carbon reduction commitment is a pretty innovative scheme because it really targets carbon savings in these building heavy um, sectors of the economy, demand-side um, sectors of the economy, so people who are using energy, and it's the first time they've really had significant regulation over them. Now, one of the challenges when introducing this trading scheme is to give benefit to those organisations that have already been cutting their emissions to date, those people who've already been committed to the agenda of, of cutting carbon. And this is where the Carbon Trust Standard can come in. An organisation that achieves the Carbon Trust Standard today achieves that voluntary um, reward will actually then get a benefit under the carbon reduction commitment. They'll have lower costs 
and uh, will find that they get more cash back out of the carbon trading scheme in 2010. So that's a win-win. Absolutely a win-win, and I think it's absolutely right. It, it means that if you've taken action now on a voluntary basis to cut your emissions, then you do better under the regulation in the, in the future. It's worth saying that DEC, um, Department of Energy and Climate Change, have just published a user guide on the carbon reduction commitment, which goes into some detail on, on how this will work. And indeed, there's information on how this, this linkage between voluntary action and regulation works on the carbontruststandard.com website as well. Right, well, we'll put links to those websites on the podcast site so that people can follow that up. Fantastic. So the Carbon Trust Standard is a measure of the performance of an organisation. Something else which the Carbon Trust has introduced a few years ago now is the carbon label, and that relates to products. That's absolutely right. So the Carbon Trust Standard looks at the corporate footprint, if you like, the emissions that an organisation is directly responsible for itself, but obviously most organisations operate in the supply chain, products and services, um, often have a number of different organisations that contribute to their life cycle, all the way from the raw materials through to disposal. And uh, that other axis, if you like, that supply chain axis, is something that the Carbon Label Initiative looks at. We work out the carbon footprint of the, the product or service across its um, life cycle, and then actually can publish that information to the end consumer. And a good example of this is the logo that you can see on a packet of Walker's Crisps, which gives the um, grams of carbon associated with everything from growing the potato through to um, turning it into, into crisps, distribution, and uh, then actually you eating it and throwing the uh, packet of crisps away as well. That's a relatively simple supply chain, actually, isn't it? It's the, the farm to the factory to the supermarket. Some are going to be much more complex than that. In order for people either to get the carbon trust standard or the carbon label, are they going to actually have to get certification that the suppliers along the supply chain are doing the right sort of things in order to uh, back them up? It's absolutely right that to get the carbon label you need to collect, collect a large amount of data all the way back up the supply chain and getting that accurate data from all of the participants who've got key emission sources is, is important. And I think it's also worth saying that the two initiatives, the Carbon Label and the Carbon Trust Standard, work well together. It's important that companies do both. They need to take responsibility for their direct emissions through the Carbon Trust Standard, but they need to look at their wider impacts as well up and down the supply chain. And it's not an either-or. Organisations that are really committed to tackling climate change need to do both. Right. And some organisations that are not considered doing either might find, them in some, might find themselves in somebody else's supply chain and find pressure coming down. Absolutely they might. That's, that's a really good point. And actually we've seen quite a lot of this. We're seeing that some of the, the big companies now, um, for example, some of the retailers are starting to ask their supply chain. And so smaller companies are finding that there's a lot of pressure on them, um, be it from the government via regulation or be it through their customers in their supply chain, to make sure they put in place the processes that are required to capture their carbon data, uh, measure it, and then report it accurately. And I think it's fair to say that the... The process isn't always that easy. The biggest problem that most organisations have is getting accurate data, and that really means putting somebody in charge and ensuring that they've got access to um, the raw data via metres, via the utility company, via bills, etc., that they need, and then the tools that, that are required to aggregate that data to a total. And that, that is quite a challenging exercise. It's that data collection practical point. And there's a cost. Aren't people going to balk at that in the present economic climate? Well, it's true there is a cost. But I think that the cost of putting in place 
good practice measurement is far outweighed by the benefits that you achieve. The old saying goes that you um, you can't manage what you don't measure, and I think this is absolutely true in the case of, of carbon emissions and particularly energy consumption. And if you've got a good handle on on the emissions that you're creating, the energy you're using, you'll usually find that there are some quick ways to cut those um, energy and, and, and electricity uses. And actually the savings that you make through cuts in consumption are much more bigger than the cost of the program, the management program up front. And so I would really say that that's a, a critical thing for any company to do, irrespective of their opinion on environmental concerns and climate change. It's just good housekeeping. And in a recession, it's a fantastically low-cost way of taking... Um, cost out of your business. Right. Let's move on to something else. On the 1st of May, you and I will be at the Prince of Wales's May Day Summit, I'm sure. Can you just remind people who may not be aware of what it is, because it's been going for two years now, I think, and why perhaps they ought to get involved? So the May Day Summit is an initiative from Business in the Community, sponsored by the Prince of Wales, and it's an opportunity for business leaders to come together to understand the challenges posed by climate change and to pledge to take action through the course of the rest of the year and I think over the last two years it's been an important focal point for businesses to come together and realise the enormity of the challenge and I think it's a great way of, of understanding some of the issues that are at stake. What's particularly important though is it's not just a one-hit wonder and that people pay attention to this on one day of the year. What matters is that they leave the summit and they go away and they take practical steps be that back within their own businesses, empowering their energy and environment teams to take action, or be it working with organisations like the Carbon Trust to cut their emissions, and indeed then finally to come forward and, and get these certifications, the Carbon Trust Standard for Good Practice and Emissions Measurement, Management and Reduction. Yes, and this of course is a national event. It's not just in London, it'll be uh, real-time in regional centres all around the country, won't it? That's right, I think there's usually about a dozen different locations where people come together and uh, can debate the points. Yep. Yes, and like the standard and the label we were talking about, in order to continue to participate you have to make a commitment because I got my invitation and they said unless you go to the, I think it's the Carbon Trust Carbon Footprint Calculator and tell us exactly what you've achieved, you're not allowed to come this year. So it's putting pressure on people to do things better and fulfil their pledges. It's putting a little bit of pressure on them, that's right and proper. I think that the time for action has come. We know that in the UK we're now signed up to some very aggressive targets at the national level to cut emissions and so talking about it is no longer good enough, it's essential that that's backed by real action. Yes, yeah, somebody asked me this morning how far we'd be affected by European environmental legislation and I said I thought that probably our domestic environmental legislation was ahead of it and uh, we, we were leading, leading Europe in many ways, would you agree with that? I think that's probably true in some areas, I think that the carbon reduction commitment for example is really um, leading the world. There's very little else um, I can see globally that's tackling that sector of the economy with the carbon trading scheme. So it's really in innovative, and I'm sure that people globally were looking at how that trading scheme performs. I think in other areas, actually, we are very governed by EU regulation. The European Emissions Trading Scheme, which obviously has been running for a number of years now, is Europe-wide. That tackles emissions from heavy industry, from the, the power sector, also heavy industrial sectors as well and so that's pan-European but I think it's true to say that with the carbon reduction commitment that's something that's pretty innovative and, and UK specific. And if a businessman was to go out tomorrow morning and do one thing to make things better, to re reduce emissions, to 
be greener, to be more environmentally responsible and to save money, where do you think they should put the priority? I think, first of all, they need to make it clear who in their organisation is responsible. But then secondly, they could start with employee engagement and, and training their staff. I think there's lots of quick wins which are low cost, which is great in the recession from doing that. And I think also that you'll see a payoff in terms of the um, your employees actually valuing working for an organisation that cares, and I think that's important as well. And actually that's one of the many reasons that people choose to um, participate in the Carbon Trust Standard. It's a great way of them being able to communicate, look, we've made this real achievement, and they use that communication internally with their employees just as much as they use it to communicate with their investors and customers. Now we've been talking about cost savings, which is great because that helps the bottom line, but it would also be great if we could improve the revenue, improve the sales or the volume, or the prices. Absolutely, that's really important for businesses. And I think actually there are some great opportunities here. What we've seen, and maybe this is a little bit surprising actually, we did some research recently, that despite the recession, despite the downturn and consumers feeling that uh, times are a bit tough, they actually care as much about the environment this year as they did last year, and if not more so. We found that about 90% of people say they care as much or more than they did last year about the environment, and two-thirds say that they're very keen to buy from organisations with a good environmental track record. And I think those numbers are very encouraging. They're going up and they show that if you, in your business, put in place the right measures to have good environmental credentials, both corporately and also have low carbon and green products and services, you'll find that consumers will reward you. And I think that's the long-term opportunity. Cost savings are great, but actually the, the revenue expansion opportunities from serving that growing environmentally aware market are really great. Harry, thank you very much. That's Harry Morrison, General Manager of the Carbon Trust Standard Company. Thanks again. Thank you. Right, we covered a lot there, and I promised to give you the links. To start with, Harry mentioned a small company which had gone for the Carbon Trust Standard, a company called Citrica, that's C-I-T-R-I-C-A dot co dot U-K. You can find out more information about the Carbon Trust Standard at carbontruststandard.com. He then spoke about a user guide for the carbon reduction commitment. That's actually on the DEFRA website. That's defra.gov.uk. There's a lot of general information, of course, at the Department of Energy and Climate Change. That's dec.gov.uk, dec.gov.uk. Then there is the carbon label, carbon-label.com. And the May Day Summit, if you go to bitc.org.uk, that's the Business in the Community website, you can follow the links from the front page there. And if you want to find out more about me, I'm always at anthony-day.com. I look forward to hearing from you sometime. I'm Anthony Day. Thanks for listening.